It was the American Idol premiere that had everyone singing its praises. I'm speechless. But if you thought night one was good. I'm starting to get numb from all the good talent. You ain't heard nothing yet. Tonight, witness an unforgettable performance that moved the judges to tears. You have wrecked me. And the greatest audition Idol has ever seen. I'm in the presence of greatness. American Idol, tonight, 8, 7 central on ABC. Blog Talk Radio.
Hello, hello, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I'm Sasha Marina, and you're tuned into the Sasha Marina Show. But, of course, it's Monday, and today is the That's the Movie segment uh, hosted by my dear brother, Robert Alfonso Hidalgo. Hey, brother, how are you? I'm good, I'm good. How are you? <clears throat> yeah, it's like delay there, my friend. So uh, <laughs> I needed to mute myself. So, <laughs> it's okay. Um, so, yeah, everybody knows what you talk about behind the scenes, Hollywood, the latest movie news, uh, and sometimes TV shows that catch your attention. So, uh, yeah, even what's going on? Surprises. <laughs> okay, all right, yeah. So, um, uh, all right, let's see what was I going to talk about. Oh, yeah. Uh, this is actually pretty interesting news. It's some Star Wars Episode 7 news. And as we all know, the original cast from Star Wars is all coming back. Uh, Carrie Fisher. Harrison Ford, Mark Hamill, they're all coming back to, you know, Carrie Fisher to play Princess Leia, Mark Hamill to play, I mean, yeah, Mark Hamill to play Luke Skywalker, and Harrison Ford to play Han Solo. They're all coming back. But apparently, okay. apparently, um, Carrie Fisher just recently is always, she's apparently a very open actress. She's always talking about everything in, 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 uh, since her career started. So this time she said that she's going to be filming in London for six months. So apparently oh, wow. she's going to have a much larger role in the movie than we originally thought. Six I don't know months. if the whole original That's cast is going to be shooting. the same thing like that. Yeah, I don't know if the whole cast yeah. is going to shoot like that as well. Okay. It might be interesting so, to see. Yeah, and it's only, okay, so so far the rumors are only for her. Like, so she's the only one that's going to be shooting for six months? Uh, she's she she admitted this. She's the one who went ahead and blabbed her mouth about this. Nobody else has said uh-huh. this. Just her. Oh, well, I mean, it I'm is true. She it says is, it. Yeah, it must be true. It's okay. true. It's true. But I mean, it 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 means that um no, nobody else has said anything. She's just willing to say it. <laughs> okay. Hopefully, she doesn't get in trouble for saying it. <laughs> yeah, I I hardly okay. I doubt it. It's Carrie Fisher. Alrighty. Nobody really cares. Yeah. All right, so uh, Sony's working on a Zorro movie, a reboot. Because remember oh they had God. originally they did the they did the Mask of Zorro back in you know 1998, and uh, mm-hmm. just to point out right now there yeah, were, but there they've was, done a couple of Zorros with um with Antonio Banderas and stuff and that's they, that's what I'm saying that's what they did that was a reboot mm-hmm. back in 98, and but uh-huh. anyways, just to point out that at this moment there's apparently a Zorro uh, TV show series going to USA Network, to the USA Network, oh, okay. and then Warner Brothers is also developing a Zorro Reborn, which is Zorro, but post-apocalyptic setting for some reason. But now the one that, um, that Sony's working on is a reboot of the of the old, of the movies they did with Antonio Banderas and, you know, Anthony mm-hmm. Hopkins. Yeah. And apparently they, they hired a writer, and the it's going to be written in a sort of gritty style of The Dark Knight. Okay. And in the comics, um, well, the original like origin story of Batman, they were the, the, the night his parents died. They were watching um, a screening of the 1940. Uh, uh, what's it called? Uh, the Mask of Zorro. They were watching a screening, and, that w- and that's when the parents died. And and Batman is heavily, you know, influenced by the by Zorro by the Zorro character. So I kind of so I guess. People who are fans of it will be able to, you know, 
make the connection, but I think this is kind of becoming a a sort of fad in Hollywood movies that everything has to be dark and gritty now. And I think it all started when The Dark Knight was so successful. That okay. every movie following has to be dark and gritty or they have to take a really dark and gritty tone. I'm like, sure, it's actually really cool stuff when they have it like that, but it's getting kind of annoying. Well, more than the, besides the actual dark and gritty theme, like you're mentioning, it's also the picture, bro. Because the picture and the colors, you, you know, it, it just worked. It, it all went so well, uh, too, Yeah, you know? but, I mean, they, they want, so, they want, they want, but when they say dark and gritty, they want something... They want. They don't want something that'll be, that you'll see kids going to go watch this movie. That's what happened mm-hmm. with the Dark Knight series. They were not made for yeah, kids. That, that, those Batman yeah, movies. Yeah, but Batman. Like you're gonna tell a kid like, "Gold." I mean, Batman has always, you know. But kids have superhero. always. Read, Batman has always been something for kids, you know, and then exactly. even teenagers still liked it, and then adults. But then it started with a Dark Knight, and now these movies aren't being made for kids anymore. The only people who are who I see are still making movies for kids are um is Marvel. All their superheroes yeah, and are even still then, for kids. And even then, even though it's supposedly for kids, even then there's hidden things in there and yeah, comments still, that are still, not meant even for then kids. It's still it's pretty adults, dark. It's, you know, yeah, yeah those movies it's, are it's still, adults playing these characters, okay. Yeah, those movies are still pretty dark. Uh, even though, but mm-hmm. compared to the Dark Knight movies and and just pretty much any of the movies, um, Warner Brothers is in charge. Oh well, it's, let's, it's nothing, let's it has mention, nothing on it. Yeah, let's mention something as as common and well, as recent as as Harry Potter. Um, you know that was yeah, Harry to be Potter a, took a, a really dark turn turn in the third very, movie. A very yes, like after the third. Particularly, like right at like the fourth, even though it was still a little whatever, but like just after that, it was so so dark. And and when you look back at it, it was, it's so different the tar- the turn that the story took, and then the way that because obviously it was you know I think Harry Potter is with uh, uh Warner Brothers Studios, correct? Um, yeah. Yeah. So even then, like that that it did t- it did take very dark, and um and then definitely not something for for a ten year old to be watching, but. But hey, yeah. I don't know. I guess that's the way that our our movie industry is, is gearing towards at the moment. Yeah. So, uh, anyways, now some. Uh, you know, the Jungle Book uh, is having a live action adaption. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, it's having, and it's being directed by uh, John Favreau. He's the guy who directed Iron Man one and two. He also okay. played the uh, the what's it called. Uh, Tony Stark's bodyguard in, in the three Iron Man movies. Okay. If you remember, I don't remember he's his a, bodyguard. he played Happy. No, I don't remember. I don't remember his well, bodyguard. anyways, um, you know Shere Khan, the the tiger. Mhm. Yeah. He is being voiced by Idris Elba. Oh, that'd be nice. Okay. I yeah, it's really that. that's really cool. You know. Yeah, I can. Um, see not that. that I'm really excited to go see this movie or anything like that, but sure. That's a great choice. Well, I'm kind of excited. I, I feel like I think like this is a more reasonable reboot because the Jungle Book has been years. It's been not even the original in cartoons. So seeing something like this would be. I want to see the twist that they'll put into it because obviously they're going to put in a twist. It's not going to be the exact same thing word by word. True. Um, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. You just elbow so, um, the bear. 
Uh, no, nothing yeah. yet so far. <laughs> you don't know. So, okay. uh, dumb, so Dumb and Dumber 2 uh, has been having early screenings. Okay, and, have you seen any uh, of them? It had one, it had no, <laughs> it had one specific screening, and this was kind of a screen test. Uh-huh. Uh, trying to, you know, check how it is, and people, so far, everybody has said the positive things about it. Oh, yeah? Yeah, all the all the people who went to see it are on Twitter. I mean, then again, the, pe- the, the when I'm reading the tweets, they don't, they're not like, you know, the the best of people to <laughs> listen to, but, you know, yeah, they, uh... Yeah, to, to actually, like, criticize. But at least, but at least they, um... They they have said so far that it's good and um uh what's it called that it was uh that the general audience you know is kind of liking a movie so that's that's a good sign. Mm, yes and no because they're probably no, I, I mean, it's a, it's a rating it and how least, funny it was that, or whatever. That at least okay. no, I'm saying that at least it's not so terrible that oh, okay, yeah. the general mm-hmm. audience doesn't like it and that's what people expected this movie to be. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's what I expected it to be. Yeah, you did. We did mention this a while back about Dumb and Dumber. So, so but it's, it's the same. It's the same dudes, right? Yeah, of course. Jim oh. Carrey, Jeff Daniels, they're all in it. All right. So I think I talked about last week how Patrick Wilson is going to be an Ant Man. He has mm-hmm. some sort you know, of important role about in Ant-Man it. Ant Man forever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> have to. Patrick Wilson. Okay. You remember he was in um. What's that movie called? Insidious. Uh huh. Um, so, in the uh, recent interview, they asked him at a, a South by Southwest, a film festival, I think in Texas. Mhm. And and um, they were asking him about the movie because apparently, you know, it's been announced that he has a character in it, he has a role in it, but nothing has been said. And they asked mm-hmm. him like I think five questions, and it says, "Have you tried on a costume?" He says, "No." Good or evil? <laughs> and he says, "Can't tell you." He's like, you're in the movie, though, right? And he says, yeah. Big role or small role? He says, important. I don't know what that means. It's probably not. It probably doesn't mean he's going to have a. He's going to be on screen all the time, but it's probably a very important role. And he says he has read the script. Important. That's really, slick. Yeah. That's, that's that's like a slick comment. Like, uh, if I'm in the movie, it's an important role. The. <laughs> uh, okay. I don't know. I don't yeah, know if he was trying to say like important because. Mm-hmm. Because when you when you it say big role, you expect supporting. somebody who's going to be in the majority of the movie. Yeah. When he says important, maybe his character is crucial or something in the story. Yeah, if it's important, he might be from twenty to fifty percent. If it's big, it's from seventy-five to hundred. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so he's probably in between. He's probably in, in the fifty percent category or, or less. Yeah, okay. and uh, that's cool. Yeah. So the next one is uh, Amazing Spider-Man 2. Not really big news, but it's just a conversation with Mark Webb. And mm-hmm. one of the big problems this movie already seems to have is that it has too many villains. That's what happened with the third movie. With the third Spider-Man movie, it was just so ridiculous on top of that because, you know, it's Sam Raimi, a uh, guy mm-hmm. who did Evil Dead. and His movies are just kooky and crazy. But then he added too many villains, and it was just kind of crowded, the movie. And well, uh, it's apparently, the story. It's not even really yeah, like the story is hard to follow. Okay. okay. He said he uh, Mark Webb said in post in the post production process of a uh, of the first one. 
he realized when he saw a giant lizard chasing a boy man and a unitard, he said this movie is not grounded. So he realized <laughs> that he shouldn't that he's not that he uh-huh. shouldn't make this movie as real as possible. That he should make uh-huh. this movie as much as a comic book as possible as he can, you know, make it fantastical. He was going to make yeah. it a spectacle. So this is why this move, this time around he went all out. He didn't hold anything back on the movie, and he wanted everything, you know, just out there. Okay. So yeah, he says he says she, like the answer to everyone, all the fans, the backlash, you know, saying there's too many villains, and and they're saying uh, he, he's he's that they they need Peter Parker to have to they need to have Peter Parker have a difficult obstacle to overcome. And if he doesn't, then it's just going to be too easy, you know. So he needs a, a difficult thing to overcome. And apparently, the only big villains in this are Electro and the Green Goblin. And the third villain, which is Rhino, is mm-hmm. apparently in the movie for four minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Rhino's so, being played by Paul Giamatti. So I don't okay, know so, what he's uh, what so that what means, but I guess. Mm-hmm. I guess it is not really three villains. There's only two, and the third one is just kind of like, uh, um, uh, just you know, doing doing it sort of to. Pfft. What was I gonna say? <laughs> just completely like, I, brain. Oh well, no. Part. Okay. But yeah, well, no. I think fine. it's just holy. Oh, I remember because there's apparently you know gonna be a Sinister Six and Venom spinoff. So maybe they were adding Rhino in this movie just so um, the Green Goblin can kind of get him together and get Electro and bring him in and be like, and they just added uh, Rhino because everyone wants to see Rhino fight Spider-Man for so long. So they just want to get him in the movie so they can be like, okay, Sinister Six is a possibility. (laughs) So there you have that. All right, so he wants... They think he has to have something. There has to be something in the plot that he has to overcome to give some sort of complication. No, obviously, yeah, it's to just the drama. That he, has, he has to make uh-huh. he has to make sure that Spider-Man has something difficult to do. He can't just be you know easy. Well, to in every be with every superhero villain. movie, it's either yeah, it's either a villain or a love interest, or something happens to the love interest, or the villain kidnaps her, or so you know something. It has to be or it has to either be the emotional route or the just the fact that there's a villain taking over the city or whatever. So, I mean, I don't know what other route can you take it. Yeah. So, uh, now this is uh, Miles Miller, uh, Miles Miller, Miles Teller <laughs> talking yes, about um, Fantastic Four. Because, you know, I recently, okay. we recently, uh, you know, announced how, they recently announced how he was playing Mr. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. And well, now he's that. actually saying that he's praising the director and the script. So he's saying that the director is great and the script is great, and the director is Josh Trank. He uh, directed um, uh, Chronicle, mm-hmm. and he says that he's that he thinks that Josh Trank is a very creative, inventive guy. And he says if you look at Chronicle, he did such an amazing thing with just uh, amazing movie with such a small budget. Uh huh. So you know, that's, that, I guess that's what he's uh, really looking for. Uh, great directors. That's what he's saying that. Right now he's chasing directors and not really what the uh, the story, what the role is, and everything. But apparently, when he read when he read the script, he said that it it, it was a real. It, all these characters are very human people that end up having to become the 
the Fantastic Four. And mm-hmm. he was, and he said that he was never really a comic book, you know, fan as a kid. It was just his dad was a, his favorite superhero comic was um, Fantastic Four, and he said that's what kind of just attra- attracted him to this. Okay. And this is okay. another movie that's going to be um, a, a, a darker, with a, a dark and grittier reboot. <laughs> Talking about really, that. Fantastic. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah Mr. Fantastic Four. And they're using a much younger cast, need I mention. This is going to be a much yeah. younger cast from the originals. So um, I'm, yeah. I'm going to, you know, especially with the twist of Michael B. Jordan being, I guess I guess he's going to be the either the step the stepbrother or maybe a freaking adopted brother because, Yeah, probably I don't just know. Adoptive, adopted brother. Yeah. But, mm-hmm. yeah, no, I, I, it makes sense because um, uh, what's, they're getting such a young uh, cast because in the ultimate mm-hmm. Fantastic Four, they were still mm-hmm. teenagers when they got when they started the Fantastic oh, Four. When they all got their powers, okay. they weren't oh, adults okay, like they like in yeah. And I guess mm-hmm. when they're trying to reboot, they they don't want to be just like the old one, the original. They were so close to the irregular comics, and that's the same thing that's happening with the Amazing Spider-Man. They're trying to be as close to the Ultimate Comics as they can, without oh, like being that. a direct Ultimate Spider-Man or Ultimate Fantastic Four. And that's actually great because for me, my I've always enjoyed the ultimate universe mostly because it's easier to get into Mm -hmm. there's a lot Mm -hmm. less comics that you have to read compared to the original uh to the regular marvel universe so it's a cool you know that they're doing that so in the first so in the original fantastic that that we've already know um they they this their powers are not really natural. It kind of it was a malfunction or whatever, and, and they all was a, a storm of some kind, apparently. Exactly. That uh, gave them their but powers. The I'm actual... not very savvy when it comes to the uh, Fantastic yeah. Four, because they've always kind of bored me. I well, never really the liked movie, their... You know, from what we saw, and for what you're telling me now, it means that they actually have been had their powers since they were teenagers. So this is another... No, no, no. They got their powers. Uh-huh. No, they got their powers instead when they were teenagers. Oh, okay. Okay, I gotcha. Yeah. But I really, I don't know, I never really liked uh, the Fantastic Four. That's why I don't really read too much of them. I, mm-hmm. it's, uh, they kind of bore me. I don't know, they're boring for some reason. I don't know why. Maybe it's the fact that they're that they're so open about their identities and everyone knows who they are. Okay. And that's why well, it kind of bores me about that. Maybe it's, uh, I don't know. Never been a big fan of them. But now I got some uh, final Huge news, at least for me. <laughs> uh, the video game The Last of Us is being adapted into a film. It was just announced by Sony about like a, two or three days ago. Uh, Sony Pictures announced that the you know The Last of Us is going get a movie, and the game's creative director uh, Neil Druckmann, he's going to be writing the script. He wrote the script for The Last of Us, the game, and he's now writing the script for the movie, which is great news. This movie, it's being distributed by Screen Gems, and Screen Gems, sadly, was the same company who produced the Resident Evil series. The, the movie series that was adapted from a game series that had nothing to do with the actual game. There you have that. It kind of sucks. Oh wait, I think I said <laughs> I'm like talking to no one. Sasha had just like lost a call. That's hilarious. Let me see. I think I got her back. 
Hey, hey, you know, I don't know. It happens to be that if your iPhone overheats, it shuts off on you. Yeah, I was talking. I was talking like to nobody. <laughs> I realized. Well, of course you're talking to people. It's just not to me. All right. So uh, yeah. uh, I'm sorry. You don't have to repeat yourself because I don't want people to have to listen to you again. But uh, so you can just continue saying whatever you were saying. <laughs> well, I just, I'll just say it. Doesn't that a big deal? <laughs> the last okay, about okay. getting a movie. Oh, look at you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And look at I you. mean, the best okay. thing about this is that Neil Druckmann, who's the uh, creative director of The Last of Us, and he wrote the script uh-huh. for the game. He's writing a script for the movie, and he's also producing okay. it, co-producing it with uh, with the game director. Um, his the other because he was a creative director, and then there was a game director who was in charge of you know the technical stuff on the game side. Uh, Bruce Straley uh-huh. is also producing it, and then Sam Raimi, which is a surprise to me, Sam Raimi, the director in, of of the uh, Evil Dead series, mm-hmm. will produce a movie mm-hmm. through his uh, Ghost House Pictures banner. So Ghost House Pictures is apparently going to be the, the the production company for this game. I mean, for this movie. Okay. Um, okay. And I'm happy that it's Neil Druckmann writing it. He's writing the script, and that's something that needs to happen. And hopefully Sam Remy's uh, production and the distributors allow him complete and utter free, uh, freedom when it comes to writing uh, the script. Because mm-hmm. if they don't, then they're, they're probably the, movie, the script will be pretty crappy and the movie might come out even worse. And it might end up how Resident Evil did, that it had nothing to do with the games whatsoever. But anyways, it's, um, it's uh, the, the, the distributor Screen Gems, and they were the same people who... Uh, you know who who produced the 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 Resident Evil movies, so that's why I mentioned that. So okay. that's uh, that's that's pretty exciting. Um, it's pretty exciting news. I can't wait for that. Can't wait to start hearing casting news and who's the director and everything. Mm-hmm. It'll be fun to be following that around. And now I have some uh, video game news. It's actually pretty sad news. For real? It's, uh, yeah. It's no nobody died, but <laughs> oh, okay. the, the 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 Uncharted series. Now that we're talking about Naughty Dog, for uh, the creative director and Amy uh, Hennig, Henning, I think Henning, something like that. She uh, wrote the script for Uncharted two and three, and Uncharted two was apparently the best Uncharted of all time. Uncharted three was was a bit was not better than the second, but better than the first. But either way, she has left. Naughty Dog Studios, and she was just she was the creative director in Uncharted 4. Um, news rumors going around is that she was kind of forced out of Naughty Dog by the by Neil Druckmann and Bruce Daly, Straley. Now that we talk about it, from The Last of Us, and Neil Druckmann took over as creative director for Uncharted 4. We don't really know what happened. She hasn't really given a comment at all, but she's just been forced out, and she left. So, wow. so she's no longer she in out. charge of Uncharted 4 or working with Naughty Dog. Okay, so was she forced out or did she just leave? Apparently she was forced out. This is just a rumor so far about how she was forced out, but she is she has left, but the reasons behind it has not really been made public. Mhm. Okay, that sounds a little weird, but all right. Yeah. All right, so that's uh that's it. That's about that's about that wraps, wraps it up for today, yeah. All right, cool. Oh, let's mention that one thing that we talked about before. Um, if any if you guys are happen to be a fan oh, yeah. of 
of musical movies, Wicked, whatever. Um, So there's a rumor that there is a film coming out, and Leon Michelle, whatever, those fans of Glee, she will be obviously starring. And perhaps her love interest will be one of the pretty boys from One Direction. Um, Nobody really likes the idea of one One Direction boys to be in part of the cast, but hey, it's what's going to sell. So, um, yeah. And other than yeah, that, Robert so, and I are not really interested with this, so I guess that's what we forgot to mention. Yeah, get ready to uh, a yeah. terrible yeah. movie in the making. No, it's not going to be terrible. It's just not our kind of movie. I mean, I'm sure it'll be fine, and the music, you know, and whatever, and there's going to be fans. There's people that love this kind of stuff, of course. Yeah, sure. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> So let's uh, let's wrap this up, then, bro. Tell where, tell people where they can find you, and tell them that you have uh, a review coming up soon for one of those oh, uh, streams yeah. that you went to. I was at the mm-hmm. premiere of uh, Bad Words, the Jason Bateman okay. movie that he mm-hmm. directed and starred in. So that review mm-hmm. will be up soon. How um, did you feel about the film? Was it good? Yeah, it was Overall. a it was a fun movie. Fun movie. Okay, so it wasn't good. It was All just right. fun. All right. Yeah. So um. Uh, yeah, so you guys can follow me on Instagram, Twitter, Tumblr, Facebook at the Real Robert AH. Uh, check out my column at the Sasha Marina Show under Topics. That's the movie, and go to uh, go to Facebook or look up That's the Movie. Uh, there's a page now, and go like that, and then go like the Sasha Marina Show as well while you're at it, and then um, mm-hmm. go on YouTube and check out uh, more reviews that I have for movies and stuff. Just you know, put That's the Movie, or Sasha, the, the Sasha Brina show, or even search up my name because I think it comes up by my name, Robert Alfonso Hidalgo. <laughs> you can look that yeah. up. Yeah, yeah whichever comes easier for your typing, and you know, like, share, favorite, whatever you have to do, comment, I don't know, and stuff. Do all that. Cool thing. Okay, guys. So, um, yeah. Oh, today is actually the last day of voting for the uh, local ten top ten. You guys, uh, we're still on top, so you guys can just remember to still vote for us today. Today's our last day. You go to vote.local10.com, touch the Tasha Marina show, and vote. Dearly appreciated from Robert and I. Um, so yeah, let you guys know we won or not. Oh, and this Wednesday it makes our one hundredth episode of the Tasha Marina show radio. How does that sound? Ooh. Yeah, cool beans. <laughs> All right, so um, it's awesome. Thank you guys for to keep up with us and um, listening to Robert and his movie news and so forth. Uh, I, I appreciate it. Thank you. All right, bye, bro. Bye-bye. At Planet Fitness, you can get down with your judgment-free self. Join for only $1 down, $10 a month, no commitment. Now through January 15th, Planet Fitness has cardio, weights, and locker rooms that sparkle like a glass of New Year's champagne. Only $1 down, $10 a month, no commitment. Now through January 15th, join in-club or online at PlanetFitness.com. Planet Fitness, the judgment-free zone. Offer expires January 15th. Stop by any of our 15 area locations. Annual membership fee applies. Participating locations only. See club for details. At Planet Fitness, you can get down with your judgment-free self. Join for only $1 down, $10 a month, no commitment. Now through January 15th, Planet Fitness has cardio, weights, and locker rooms that sparkle like a glass of New Year's champagne. Only $1 down, $10 a month, no commitment. Now through January 15th, join in-club or online at PlanetFitness.com. Planet Fitness, the judgment-free zone. Offer expires January 15th. Stop by any of our 15 area locations.
annual membership fee applies. Participating locations only. See club for details.